Friday, no, not Friday night, Saturday morning at 12, 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Today is the birthday of my youngest seed. I am Joseph Penson III. My son is Joseph K. Penson. Happy birthday, Jojo. I love you more than anything on the whole fucking planet, son. So please bear with me. I'm going to be all over the place. A lot of my thoughts have been scattered lately, so I don't really organize them. I just kind of throw them together in a collage in my mind and kind of just speak out. Like, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about my, my life, but yet my death, like my funeral, what's going to be said about me when I'm up there, you know, when I'm laid up in that casket, what, what people going to say, what are people going to think? So, I, like, I, I talked to my son about my legacy. I tried to explain to this dude, he ain't really hearing me, because, you know, he's young, and he just turned 21 today, he think that, um, he think that he's going to be here forever, he think I'm going to be here forever. And I hope that I didn't realize my mortality until my father passed away. And I hope it doesn't take for his father to pass away for him to realize the same. Um, everything I do is for my kid, man. And I, um, I'm ready to give up my dream so he can have one. I talk to Jojo about this daily. Um... I'm not perfect, but I don't shy away from my past because I can't. I can't shy away from anything I did that took me for me that it took for me to get to the point that I am today. And it's not that I'm like I said, not that I'm perfect. Um, villains and warriors, like the construct of this world is set up right now. That's just tough to tell the difference. Everybody's got a fight. Not two fight, but a fight. Everybody has a fight. Um, I guess the difference between the villain and the warrior is all about what you're fighting for. And if, if you could look at yourself in the mirror and keep that shit like all the way 100. Anything's possible if you're honest with yourself. I struggle with separating. Well, I confuse a lot of times passion with anger. Um, it's just a bunch of hoopla. It's a bunch of air. It's a bunch of noise. It's it's, it's your direction. I went to uh, Nevada last week. I had a blast, but it was more for my business. Shout out to my man Tank, but it was more for the business of Bam Tank and getting everything done that we were supposed to do and building the network. So I had some friends and family members and um, some loved ones that, you know, wanted to meet up while I was there, but the criteria and the protocol, everything that I had going on just didn't, just didn't work that way. And I told them that, you know, it was the, it was the possibility that I wasn't going to be able to um, spend much time with them, being that I had already structured it a certain way and I knew what I was there for. But they upset with me. 
because I wasn't able to to um, make the time that they wanted. And now I'm I'm a liar. I'm a bullshitter. I ain't you know the normal shit. I just want them to remember that you know when you telling people I ain't shit. Make sure you tell them about the times where I was I was a rock for you and you could lean on me. Um. Don't put me on blast. You got my phone number. Call me in instead of calling me out. Um. I don't. I don't think people understand that. Uh, not that I don't care. I don't want to say it like that. But I don't think they understand that. That like my mission is not their mission. So I don't expect for them to care actually. I never really understood the concept of greatness in the last two years. So I try to treat people great. But because good and great aren't mutually parallel, I want to say. Like, you could do great things and still not be a good person. You know... We all got to go someday. And there's no way to be prepared for it. But lately I'm doing more to try to prepare. Like my son. To try to prepare the people around me for the days I'm not going to be here. You ever see your own death? You ever feel like your days are numbered? It shouldn't make you sad. It should make you more opportunistic and capitalizing on whatever it is that's to your advantage. Like, this life is fucking short as shit. Off and on, my relationship with my mother is topsy-turvy at best. And lately, it's been more... Turvy than Topsy, I guess. And it makes me feel some type of way because my father's passed away. And essentially, as far as a parental unit, she's all I got. You ever wonder what's gonna happen to us when we um when we go to the next world? Is there a next world? Or is it just over? It's my son's 21st birthday. I look back on myself at 21 and I realize that, um, man, I was fraudulent as fuck. I was, I I wanted to be a tough guy. I wanted to have, like, that street respect. I wanted to have, like, the big money in my pocket. But it wasn't even me. I ended up getting arrested and I went to jail on some trumped up charges. I'm not a a immensely religious person, but I want to say by the grace of God, none of the big charges stuck and I ended up with, you know, a bullshit charge and spending a little time in jail and getting released. 
But had I sat in that jail cell and realized what I was in there for, I wasn't in there for like the actual crimes that I was being committed for, being that I was being um, accused of, excuse me. I wasn't even in there for the crime that I actually committed. I was in jail for being a fucking fraud. Cause it wasn't me. Like that's that's not it's not me. The more time passes, the more I realize that um I've already passed the peak of the mountain and I'm like on my way on the downslide. I want to treat people better. But in the same time, I want people to treat me better. I feel like the more I do for people. Hey, um, I, we were in Nevada. At this time, it was me, um, my homeboy Marco, and my guy Tank, right? And we had just hit some batting practice on a field. And we had to get off the field because it was some little girls, um, fast pitch softball that were about to occupy the field so we had to get off so of course I'm picking on Tank like I always do and we walk out we walk out of the park and we walk past this um, this older lady um, just on first glance she seemed to be a little down on her luck she was sitting down uh, on her backside on the ground she had some boots and the boots were sitting next to her and next to the boots was her her pocketbook, her purse. And it all seemed to be old and secondhand, kind of. Uh, she didn't seem to be um, super clean, let's say. Um, her hair was a mess. Her, her clothes were a mess. Um, she was squinting. She, I could see like a little tan line on the side of her face where she normally wore glasses, like that line with the arm of the glasses. And she didn't have her glasses on, but she was. She seemed to be content with just watching the little girls on the field. But we, us three, we walked past her. And um, I stopped. And like, my guys know my heart. So I stopped. I stopped. They stopped, and they, they they like, hey, man, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm like, man, that lady's energy feels, her energy feels bad, man. Like, it really, really feels bad, man. Um, I don't got no cash. Y'all boys got some money? And I had just given Tank some money earlier for some, something that I owed him for. I'm always taking his money and having to give him money back. But I'm like, yo, Tank, let me get some money. And I just wanted a 20, but before I could, um, like, gather myself to explain to them how I was feeling about the lady, they both pulled out a 20 out of their wallets. Like, yo, here, just go. Um, so I walked back to the lady, and I said, um, ma'am, excuse me. Are you okay? She said, what do you mean? I said, your energy... It just, your energy feels like you need 
like you need something. Are you okay? She said, my energy's okay. But I just went through something with my husband and I just left. Before it got really bad. Which lets me know that she's probably in a, an abusive relationship or in a relationship where um, she recognizes certain signs before things get out of control. So she walked off and came to the park. And I, didn't, I don't know what her, um, what her lodging situation was. I had no idea. But I had the $40 in my hand. And she said her energy was okay. So I didn't want to be disrespectful and force some money on somebody who didn't want it. And she, or, or somebody that, that was okay and I was just assuming that she needed my money. Well, tanking Marcos' money, actually. And I'm like, hey, your energy just... Your energy feels weird. Your energy feels like you, you may need something. And um, she was like, my energy's fine. But I do feel at times like, like nobody loves me. So I asked her to stand up so I could give her a hug. And her body was really, she, she, she was wilted. Her body was, was weak. And I helped her up. And as soon as I helped her up, she wrapped her arms around me and gave me one of those big hugs. She was a very skinny lady and I'm, I'm a little chunky. So she tried to wrap her arms around me, but it was a really, really, like a really emotional type embrace. She kind of put her head on my shoulder a bit and uh, I didn't want to push her away or anything. I wanted to give her all the love that she needed. So I just stayed in that embrace for like 20, 25 seconds or something like that. And immediately um, when she was ready to let go, um, I, I didn't even want to make eye contact because I, I was I, I was feeling some type of way myself, and um, she was she was so gratuitous. She was so gratuitous that that little bit of love, um, it, it probably made no not probably I'm gonna own it. It 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 made my stay, my time. Um, feel better it made my time feel better so we come out of there we go eat of course because we fat we go to the casino I play blackjack I think I'm like the rain man or some shit I think I'm like some some type of big time blackjack player but I'm not I'm just average I can count and that's about it and I'm down $200 or so I have a stroke of luck. I have a good hand. I have another good hand. I have another good hand. And I'm back even. And I want to walk away. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm in Vegas. And I came with a couple of hundred dollars to lose. With a couple of hundred dollars to gamble. So um, I start winning. I win 10 here, 5 here, 10 here. I'm not playing on the high stakes table. I ain't no high roller like that. So um, Tank is like, hey man, um, it's like 1.30 And I think I'm pretty accurate on 1.30 It's like 1.30 in the morning, our parking is about to expire Man, we gonna get a ticket I'm like, man, fuck that ticket Fuck that I'm, I'm winning Tank like, yeah, but that rental car's in your name I'm, I, And immediately I'm like, you make a great point, young man So I end up $80 up We walking through Like Fremont 
Fremont's wild too. If you go to Nevada, you got to check it out. Fremont, the Fremont experience is absolutely bonkers. It's wild. It's nuts. Um, so we walking up this block and there's like homeless people on the ground. And I'm sorry. I remember when, when my dad, before he passed away, he was really down on his luck. I miss him, I miss him horribly. But he was down on his luck and um, he was staying at the Homestead Homeless Shelter. had big money uh, the dope game was passed down in this from from my pops and it was kind of like a family thing my dad knew what I was into when I was living in that life on the street and he went through some of the ups and downs that I did the same way but I remember when my pops had big money he was hustling he was out there grinding and then I remember when he was at his lowest point where he was living in a homeless shelter and he didn't have a vehicle, he didn't have money in his pocket and I would go over there and he had so much pride he wouldn't um, allow me to get him out of there he said he was fine but I would always give him money and then I would sneak more money into his his pocket but that's not a hint of there, I'm sorry um, I just remember when my pops was homeless so I saw those homeless people on the ground and immediately I had a flashback of sorts so I started talking to him and I could see the look in Tank's face he was fucked up looking at those people on the ground just living like yo I anyway I, I ended up being $80 up right so there was four people between where I was standing and the corner to across to go across the street to the car lot that our our rental was parked at. So there was four people. I won eighty dollars. Um, coincidentally, they gave me four twenties when I cashed out. So I gave each one of those four people on my way to the corner a $20 bill um, I'm not asking for anybody to pat me on the back or any accolades for being kind because I just gave away what I what I won it was only my winnings it was money that I didn't have anyway but the significance in this part of the story is the third person I got to was a lady and she was sleeping and, and I tried to initially I tried to wake her up and she wasn't getting up. She had her head tucked inside of her cardboard covering. And finally she was like, what? And I was like, I, ma'am, I don't, I don't mean to disturb you, but I see you down on your luck a little bit. And I was just wondering if I could help you out with, um, with a couple of dollars, maybe to get yourself something to eat. And she poked her face out of there. And she poked her face out of there. And she hit me with like a mean mug. And, um, I put the money in her hand and I, I attempted to just walk away, but she wouldn't let me just walk away. 
she had a story to tell. And her story was so co- compelling. She was telling me that she was um she was in the Air Force. And she worked 18 years for the housing, urban, urban development, the HUD. She worked 18 years for HUD. And she don't know how the fuck she got out there. That shit just went bad. And she was like, now look at how the fuck I'm living. And she was so pissed off and upset. And I figured that maybe she should have been a little, um, figured that well I, I didn't figure she should have been I guess I wanted her to be a bit more gratuitous but she wasn't she wasn't and as her story as her as she as as her plight unfolded and she started telling me like I didn't get upset like it was even more saddening to hear that she had a job she was doing well she's a veteran and now look at how she's living I got so much to be thankful for. I'm so fucking scarred up. Like, you could see these... The scars on my face, the scars on my hands, the scars on my body from the pain that I've been in physically. But the emotional scars you'll never see. Behind my scars is... Is a lost son whose father's gone. Behind my scars is a father who wasn't allowed to be the type of father that he wanted to be. Behind my scars is a father who didn't do the right things to be the father that he should have been for a while. Behind my scars is plenty of money. Behind my scars is dead, broken, homeless living in my truck. Behind my scars is peanut butter and jelly for lunch. Behind my scars is $500 dinners. Behind my scars is ups and downs to the left and the right. But with scars come pain. And if you're in pain, at least you know you're still alive. Carpe diem. Carpe noctum. Bambaracus. Thank you.